So <clears throat> here we have uh, in this instance in John, the 14th chapter, that Jesus famously says, I am the way and the truth of the life. No one cometh to the Father but by me. So I was, I've been studying a little bit about, and just a little bit and thinking about Jesus. You know, we always hear the common phrase, what would Jesus do? <clears throat> so one of the things that we have to think about in our lives is if we were to act, if we were to be like, made like Christ, then what would he do? What would he do through us? But we often only ponder this question only in the difficult parts of our life. But we should really think about this all the time, how we should act and how we should conduct ourselves in any situation. So that precipitated looking at what would Christ do, looking, looking back at those examples again. So we fashion ourselves in, in the likeness of Christ, and like we talked about this morning with the Spirit, letting the Spirit teach us and, and guide us uh, as it does in the, in the church. I believe the first place to start would be John chapter 14 here. We talk about his life, death, burial, and resurrection. That's, that's how we fashion our life in his, in his likeness. We start with those, those areas. And John 14 says that, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So there's only one way to the Father. It's through Christ. And he was addressing the apostles here. And telling them this, and he says, if you'd known me, you would have known my father also. And henceforth, ye know him and have seen me. And Philip says, well, show him to us. He says, you've known me this whole time and you haven't seen the father. He says, you've seen the father, you've seen me. You're, you know. So Christ wasn't necessarily rebuking him here. He was just saying, you know that you've been with me this whole time. You've seen the father. So. He's saying, I, I'm, I'm he and he is me. So <clears throat> he goes on there. He says, Believest thou not that I am the Father and the Father in me? And the words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself. But the Father that dwell in me, he doeth the works. Well, the same thing with us in our service to the Lord. If he is in us, then we're going to speak and act. We should speak and act like that in every situation. So let's look at um, Luke chapter 3. Luke chapter 3. In verse 21. <clears throat> So it says, Now when all the people were baptized, it came to pass that Jesus also being baptized and praying, the, the heaven was opened, and the Holy Spirit descended upon the bodily shape like a dove upon him. And a voice came from heaven and said, Thou art my beloved Son, and, and thee I am well pleased. So we see that here in, in the baptism, that, that the Spirit descended on Jesus like the form of a dove. And he says, I'm well pleased in you. We hope that at the conclusion of our life, the Lord is well pleased with our service too. We have read in the scripture about 
where it says, "Thou well, good, thou done good, thou good and faithful servant." So, same thing. That's that's if we fashion our life after Christ. So here it says <clears throat> that this is that we commonly call this an institution of the church because Christ did this. So we fashion our entrance into the body of Christ just like Christ did. He was baptized. Also, we see very other examples that we went over. We we follow the Philippian jailer, the Ethiopian eunuch. There was a centurion in his household. So there's numerous examples of the baptism there where we would do well to follow after the example of Christ. Let's look at... my spot so ah here we go let's look at uh, Luke chapter 2 there um, verse 41. It says, Now his parents went unto Jerusalem every day at the feast of the Passover. And when he was twelve years old, they went to the, the Jerusalem after the custom of the feast. And when they had fulfilled the days, as they had returned, and Jesus tarried behind in Jerusalem, and Joseph and his mother knew it not. But they, supposing him had been in the, in the company, went a day's journey and saw him among their kinsfolk and acquaintances. And they found him not, and they turned back again to Jerusalem seeking him. And it came to pass that after three days that they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the, of the doctors, both hearing them and asking them questions. And all that had heard of him were astonished in his understanding and his answers. And when they saw him, they were amazed. And his mother said unto him, Son, why hast thou dealt this with us? And behold, thy father and I have sought thee sorrowing. And he said to them, How is it that ye sought me? Wish ye know that I must be about my father's business? And they understood not the saying which he spake unto them. And he went down with them and came to Nazareth, and as was subject unto them. But his mother kept all these things in her heart, and Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. <clears throat> One of the things that we talk about is honoring our parents or, you know, uh, paying respect where it's due. And here we see in this particular instance that Jesus was still at the temple with, with these teachers and, and these notable scholars in, in, in Judaism. And his parents were concerned with him. And the first thing he says to him is, what? He goes, don't you know? He says, how is it that you saw me? I was here doing my father's business. You know, don't you know I must be about my father's business? Well, same thing with us. It's our business to do the will of the Father, so we should follow the same example. A twelve-year-old, twelve-year-old son of God says this. That's wisdom beyond his years. 
at 12 years old, I was not concerned about talking to the to the preacher or the or the deacons or anything like that. I was more concerned with what what I was going to eat for lunch or, you know. And if you're a parent, 12 year old, you lose them for three. You lose them for you would be pretty upset. (laughs) So it goes to show you that times were a little bit different then, you know. And they supposed that he was he was with family and acquaintances that time. So that statement there is key in verse 49. I've, I've contemplated that quite a bit. You know, our service to the Lord, being mindful of, of doing the Lord's business no matter what time of the day it is or where we're at. So that's something we should consider, what, what Jesus done there. Let's see here. look at uh, Luke chapter 8 and verse 22. Luke chapter 8 and verse 22. He says, Now it came to pass on a certain day that when he uh, went into the ship with his disciples and he said unto them, Let us go over unto the other side of the lake. And they launched forth. But as they sailed, he fell asleep. And there he came down a storm of wind on the lake, and they were filled with uh, they were filled with water, and were in jeopardy. And they came to him and awoke him, saying, "Master, master, we perish." Then he arose and rebuked the winds and the raging water, and they ceased, and there was a calm. And he said unto them, "Where is your faith?" And they, being afraid, wondered, saying one to another, "What manner of man is this that he commandeth even the wind and the waters?" And they obeyed him. So, even at this particular time, the disciples were with him, didn't realize just the, just what, who Jesus was. But yet, he had the authority that they would follow him. So, he tells them, he says, where is your faith? You know, how many times when we, when we face difficulty, or, you know, even whether it be physical weather or just difficulties that we face in our life, do we kind of, flounder like these men did when Christ was asleep there. I mean, I'm deathly afraid of storms, if y'all don't know that. I I used to be worse than I am now. Uh, Since I've moved to Colorado, I'm not so scared of storms. But the storms are different here than in Arkansas. (laughs) But still, the power of God, uh, realizing that that the power of God and our faith, realizing the Lord's protection is over us, um, it's something interesting. I had faith. I have faith that the Lord will protect me in whatever circumstance I'm in. If He did it for Christ, He did it for these disciples, and He can do the same for us as well. It just requires a bit of a bit of faith, because <laughs> He told them, He says, "Where is your faith?" And they, being afraid, wondered, saying to one another, "What manner is this man? For He commandeth even the wind and the waters that they obey Him." We don't have the power to, to command the wind and the water, but we do know somebody that can. It's the Lord. <clears throat> so, let's look at <clears throat> let's look over there in the ninth chapter of Luke. Verse 57. 
something that Christ said. It says, And it came to pass that as they went in the way, a certain man said unto him, Lord, I will follow thee whithersoever thou goest. And Jesus said unto him, Foxes have holes, and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man hath nowhere to lay his head. And he said unto another, Follow me. But he said, Suffer me, Lord, first to go and bury my father. And he said unto him, Let the dead bury their dead, but thou, <clears throat> but go thou and preach the kingdom of God. And another also he said, Lord, I will follow thee, but let me first go and bid them farewell, which are at home at my house. And the Lord and Jesus said unto them, No man having put his hand to the plow, looking back, is fit for the kingdom of God. Well, being a disciple of Christ comes at a cost. But Christ, do you think Christ counted that, that cost as well? No, he's done only what the father told him to do. He had a mother and brothers and he still went about and did the Lord's work first. One particular instance, which we, well, we could turn over there, but I'll probably look for it longer than take, that he told he told him, he says, your mother and your brothers are here. And he says, my mother and brother are those that do the will of the father, basically. So he knew they were his family, but he acknowledged that he was to do what the, what the father wanted him to do and not, not recognize his earthly family, but his, his spiritual family that were there with him. We know based on the accounts that his mother was present at his death you know, we know these things. <clears throat> they were present dur during his ministry at some at points. But the, po the focus was is to do what the Lord had sent him to do. <clears throat> Let's see here. Look over at John chapter 21 and verse, let's see here. Yeah, let's start in uh, chapter 21 and verse 1. This will be a little bit longer for reading, but it's still good to read the whole thing. Verse 1 of chapter 21 of John, it says, After these things, Jesus showed himself again in the disciples at sea of, uh, the Sea of Tiberias. And on the wise showed himself. They were together, Simon Peter and Thomas called Didymus and Nathaniel of Canaan and Galilee, the sons of Zebedee and two other disciples. Simon Peter saith unto them, I go fishing. And they say unto him, We also go with thee. And that they went forth and entered into the ship immediately. And at the night they caught nothing. 
When the morning was now come, Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples knew not it was Jesus. And then Jesus saith unto them, Children, have ye any meat? And they answered him, No. And he said unto them, Cast the net on the right side of the ship, and ye shall find. And cast therefore, and now there, there they were, able to draw it to the multitude of fish. Therefore that disciple whom Jesus loved saith unto Peter, It is the Lord. Now when Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he girded his fishing coat upon him, for he was naked, and he did cast himself forth into the sea. And the other disciples came in a little ship, for they were not far from land, but as it were two hundred cubits, dragging the net with fish. As soon as they were there, they had come to land, and they saw the fire of coals, and the fish laid thereon, and bread. And Jesus said unto them, Bring the fish which you have now caught. Simon Peter went up and drew the net and the land full of fish, uh, great fish, and a hundred and fifty and three. For all there were so many that yet was not the net broken. Jesus saith unto them, Come and dine. And none of the disciples durst ask him, Who art thou? Knowing that it was the Lord. Jesus then cometh and, t- and taketh bread and giveth them and the fish likewise. This is now the third time that Jesus showed himself to the disciples after he was risen from the dead. And so when they had died, Jesus saith unto Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me more than these? And he saith unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. And he saith unto them, Feed my lambs. And he saith unto him again a second time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? And he said unto them, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. And he saith unto him, Feed my sheep. And he saith unto him a third time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? And Peter was grieved because he had said unto him the third time, Lovest thou me? And he said unto him, Lord, thou knowest all things, and thou knowest that I love thee. Jesus saith unto him, Feed my sheep. Verily, verily, I say unto thee, When thou wast young, thou girdest thyself, and walkest whither thou wouldest. But when thou hast been old, thou hast stretch out thine hand, and another shall gird thee, and cast thee whither thou wouldest not. This spake he signifying by, by what death he should glorify God. And when he had spoken this, he said unto them, Follow me. Peter turning about, seeing the disciples whom Jesus loved following, which also leaned on his breast at supper, and said, Lord, which is he that betrayeth thee? And seeing him that saith to Jesus, Lord, and what shall this man do? And Jesus saith unto him, If, if I will that I tarry... <clears throat> that he tarry until I come, what is that to thee? Follow thou me. And then wentest this way abroad among the brethren that the disciples should not die. Yet Jesus said unto him, He shall not die, but if I will, <clears throat> I will that he tarry till I come, what is that to thee? This is the disciple which testifieth of these things and wrote these things. And we know that the testimony is true and that there also may be many things which Jesus did in which if they should be written every one, I suppose that even the world itself would not contain the books which was written. Amen. I know that 21st chapter is a very long reading, but it gives you the whole picture of the account here. These men were were fishing. Some surmise that, that these disciples left being a disciple and went back fishing. It could be very much so. 
Because it begs the question, why, were, why was Jesus asking him that, that question three different times? Do you love me? Feed my sheep. <clears throat> so, the, the principle here behind this particular reading is, is that he asked Simon Peter three times, do you love me? And he said the same thing. Well, Simon Peter, the third time he asked him, Simon Peter finally gets aggravated. He's like, you know these things, Lord. You know? He says, feed my sheep. The, the instruction there is that he's, Lord is imploring him to do the duty that he was called to do, which was to minister where he should, where he should go, where the Lord would send him. So the same thing for us. Placing limitations on our God and where we'll go and where we won't go or what we'll do and what we won't do. That's not ours to do. Because Jesus did, did, did the same thing. He didn't question where the Lord sent him. He just did what he, what he wanted him to do. We have to consider that. Jesus gave up his life. We should be ready to do that too if it's required of us. Scary it may be, but the Lord laid down his life for us. We should lay down our life for our brethren too. I think in certain circumstances may not be physically giving up our life, you know, but it may be sacrificing a part of ourselves just so people understand the greatness of the Lord. Those are the things that Jesus would do. We see in various accounts throughout his life. Like I said, if we did this, we'd be studying for days and days and days. But just in these accounts that we've read, Jesus and everything he did, he honored and glorified the Father. That's our duty as well as disciples. Not just if it's a pastor, but if it's a wife or <clears throat> a brother in the church, a deacon, church clerk, church secretary, we all have that, that obligation in our service to the Lord. We made a commitment to serve the Lord. Oftentimes we say that we will do this or that, like the scripture says, but we need to let the Lord guide us. That's a hard thing for us to do, is to go, okay, Lord, what are we going to do today? <laughs> you know, <clears throat> we are people that likes to plan, don't we? I know in particular, I like to plan things, but oftentimes I don't get to do the things I want to do because the things the Lord wants me to do is comes first. <clears throat> I get to go to work every day. I want to go to work every day. I have to go to work every day. But then you have situations where you talk to people and you find out what they believe or you know what they believe and they challenge you. You know, they challenge your belief for this reason or that. And it's in those moments that we get an opportunity to share the Lord with them. They may not know the Lord. <clears throat> they may have been taught another way. Whatever lifestyle it is, whatever, whether it honors God or it doesn't, it's our obligation and our duty to present that to them in our either in our example, the way we live our lives and the way we talk to people, or in 
physically offering what the scripture says about these things. Um, we and ourselves can't offer condemnation, but the scripture can condemn a certain lifestyle of this or that. I always use the example that <clears throat> I, I may not believe something is a good life, but the scripture tells me <laughs> this is what our life is supposed to be like. And this is what is not acceptable. So to convey that to someone else in a way that, that's not condemning, that me condemning them, but rather letting the, the scripture do the work. It's a hard thing. I've had several conversations just since I've been in Colorado with people I've worked with of different walks of life. And they tell me this or that, and I'm like, well, this is what I know the scripture says about this. So we reconcile our lives according to the, the scripture in Christ and what the example he led because that's who we who we're told to to follow after so we always ask ourselves what would Jesus do well we know what Jesus would do if we read the scripture enough to know <laughs> but when we don't know we can always pray about it and ask the Lord to show us what it is that he would do because if we are followers of Christ then we look to him for all the answers even when we don't know it, and he'll show it to us. So, any questions or comments or feedback or anything to add? Well, if not, we'll all stand to be dismissed.